Nature's Half Acre uh, and the Waterbirds? Yes, and yes. And I just finished Nature's Half Acre, and literally five minutes uh, later, you texted me, and you're like, okay, we're also going to do Waterbirds, and that's going to be the last one we're ever going to do. And I was like, oh, <laughs> man. And it's not like you were complaining, but you were like, yeah. And so no, I watched no. the, and I fired up the Waterbirds, and it's not bad. No. It's just well, here's the for 30 minutes. It's all it, uh, <laughs> really, there's, yeah. Here's the question I have about this. We've watched three of them, yeah. including the Beaver Valley. And my question for these was, do you feel like you learned anything from watching these? I think the problem is that these are kind of like... These are... Like I've been talking about... I don't know the history of nature documentaries, but this definitely feels like... These are the nature documentaries that kind of set the template for all nature documentaries to follow. And there's nothing mm -hmm. bad about them. They're actually still pretty entertaining. I love... I mean, for, for the time they were made, they're gorgeously shot, yeah. and they have great funny music over it, and there's a, the narrator's good, but yeah, <laughs> we get the point already. <laughs> Unless there's something, I might have to look through and see if there's any kind of like really notable true life nature documentaries that ends and see if they're on the Disney Plus service because yeah, at this point after three of these, we kind of yeah we're getting the message that it's like okay. Yeah, if, if 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 it's on the Disney Plus service and it's a picture of a bee on it, it's just gonna be half an hour guy saying, "Here comes Mr. Bumblebee. He's hanging out with his wife, Happy Bumblebee." The end. You know the end. Or, it's, it's, it's... or if it's like the birds, it's like, "Here's a bird. Look at this bird. Hey, you you like that bird? Too bad. We're gonna talk about another bird. Here's this bird. What's that? It's interesting. Too bad. Here's another bird." And it's all gonna be framed in the idea that it's taking place over the course of a year. And we go through the seasons, and it ends on the fall. Or no, it ends on. Mm -hmm. It goes through like the summer, spring, fall, and the renewal in spring. And then it's like the circle of life for Kuna Matata to the end. Like, and that's yeah. that's that's yeah. So yeah, we've definitely gotten a feel for this stuff. So yeah. So okay. I mean, I'm glad that we've watched enough of these to get a feel for the true life adventure. And also, we just assume that half the things we're seeing are staged anyway. So that that also yeah. doesn't oh, help. Yeah. Um, oh, there's uh, all every butterfly, uh, chameleon, or whatever is obviously in indoors. Yeah. Um, I the five minutes into both of these, the first thing I went to go to because we like it's even the first one of these documentaries we did was a Beaver Valley. Yeah. We spent nine tenths of that episode talking about that one reviewer guy <laughs> and not about the documentary. And so I even mm -hmm. went looking online to see if there's any interesting, funny IMD reviews about either of these. No, it. The only interesting thing was like I think it was nature's uh, nature's half acre documentary. One person pointed out that like half of these animals don't even exist in the same biome, much less. Oh yeah. Obviously, they did not film this in the same half acre. So I. And the most interesting thing about the half acre thing was that had me looking up to see exactly how big an acre is, just to see. I was like, okay, well, how big is a half acre? Turns out half acre is about the size of a city block or uh, the size of a football field with the, the end zones cut out. So it's actually not that big of a space, but yeah, you're not going to find chameleons and chickens and foxes and 
giraffes or whatever the fuck is in that episode altogether. So. And I, I was also thinking about the poor uh, photographers who like sat in a bush for six weeks, and then their footage <sighs> is literally twelve seconds in the thing, and they're like, "Move it on." Yeah, and I'm gonna get. I'm assuming like there were some legit looking interesting birds. I'm like, oh, I'd like to know more. Good no, birds. especially from 1950. That's really nice photography. And even though half the stuff was probably staged where they just collect the birds and, like, put them where they shouldn't be and just... But, like, even stuff, like, there's a thing where they show, like, a little bug and it's, like, takes a, a spider that it's captured and shoves it into its clay nest and then lays eggs on top of it. And I was like, wow, yeah. that guy, whoever had to film this had to sit there for quite a while to make sure you can capture all this stuff. But that's the, really the only interesting thing about this. Again, it's none of it's bad. And I, again, I still love kind of the mid-century texture of this thing, of just like the, just the stock of the film they used, and the goofy music, and the, the very Disney voiceover and stuff. It's it's all very charming, but yeah, you're not really learning anything. And, I mean, the other remarkable thing, I guess, is that they still feel obligated to have a little bit of animation at the start of every one of these documentaries, just to say, hey, we're Disney, and I guess we're obligated yeah. to still have animation, so every one of these starts with, like, a, a paintbrush painting a picture of the forest and suddenly transitions to a live-action shot of that same forest. And, and it's, yeah, so. It's also weird, yeah. like, um, at least for Nature's Half Acre, I can't remember if they did it for the water birds, but I'm sure they did. Uh, they have bird sounds that are just a person on, like, a bird whistle. They're not the actual sounds the birds are making. Yeah, I noticed a it's couple weird times it's kind of canned sound effects that kind of thrown, because mm -hmm. I'm sure... I'm, I'm, I'm sure, especially in order to not disturb the birds, they had to film from far away, so they're probably using, like, a lot of telephoto lenses and stuff. And you're not going to get close enough to really get good audio of that, so of course you're going to have to dub yeah. over. But then, <laughs> because it's the 1950s, I'm surprised it's not just a guy going to a microphone going, Tweet, tweet! Tweet, tweet! I'm surprised they even tried to make it sound natural, but... Yeah, so... It is... <laughs> like, every one of these... Of, that's the other thing I noticed, is that every one of these that we've watched so far has won an Oscar. It seemed like Weird. Disney won an Oscar like for the first 15 years that this series existed because no one else is really creating interesting documentaries so just by default they would just crank out one of these every year and would win the Oscar and that's it. And hmm. so, yeah. Um, yeah, so when you're thinking about Oscar, or the Disney company being a, like an Oscar winning company like in the 20th century, just remember like half those Oscars are just for like pretty good but like kind of generic nature documentaries like this well we also got to remember how garbage everything was in the 50s too this is true <laughs> compared to <laughs> how we do some stuff. What the we fuck watched else? some stuff from the 50s the phil man. silver show yeah exactly whatever <laughs> fucking movies was there any good movies made in the 50s i don't think so was there any good television no um, no. As we know it, pop culture didn't exist in any kind of good state until Planet of the Apes was created. Um, no, it was all howdy doody and shit. Fucking howdy doody shit. And at least this is all nice because it's 1950s. It's nice to see it's all color, which it's it's easy to forget that like just even a color documentary at this time would have still been kind of a novelty. Mm. But yeah, so Ooh. how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Spark yeah. We talk about be... Animal Crossing instead. We will be talking about everything else in our lives after anything but politics. Because as yeah, recording this, this is, it's been a hellacious two weeks in in real life. But yeah, yeah. Oh god. Um. Yeah. What else is going on? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I feel like we should talk about the documentary. No, a little we bit. should. What's no, there no, to no. say? Well, so 
I do have to admit that bird, that water birds one. I kind of mm -hmm. watched that while watching the end of AGDQ last night. <laughs> like That's I had one and the other. Acceptable. Well, I, at least I had, I had the documentary on the big screen on the TV, and at least I was watching AGDQ on the smaller laptop in front of it. So at least the real estate in my eyeballs was still mostly taken up by the documentary. But <laughs> like five minutes of that, I realized like there's even less here going on than the either Beaver Valley or nature's at least nature's half acre kind of like shows a bunch of different animal species you've got like mm -hmm. bugs and birds and lizards the water birds thing is really just like here's a duck laying an egg here's a water f heron laying an egg here's uh -huh. yeah here's an here's an ugly baby bird here's another here's ugly another, baby bird here's, another, here's some birds feeding their ugly babies here's another bird putting its ugly baby bird into another nest of baby birds and knocking those big birds out and just that may have been I the highlight really of that whole documentary one. yeah i really like the one where like a baby chick this is gonna sound bad when I start it off, but I really like the one where the baby <laughs> chick gets swept down the river. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, mommy and daddy are chasing it. And then they're like, dun dun dun. And then they're like, eh, but everything turned out all right. That's and, just, uh, yeah. My, and it's like, obviously, as it living in this you know, current climate, I'm like, yeah, they obviously just filmed a different bird and are like, no, see? Yeah, no, it's, it's okay fine. Because, well, because they're trying to create this, like, little narratives, and of course, half of these narratives aren't going to work out the way they want to see it yet through via editing. Well, just like even the, the, the nature of the Beaver Valley thing, where they had, like, what was it? Uh, it was like a beaver being menaced by a fox or a bear, and you could totally tell that the fox and bear were in, like, two entirely different environments, but they still try to create, like, a narrative, like, Oh no, beaver, yeah. watch out, bear's gonna eat you, even though these two <laughs> these two animals were filmed in two different states. Literally yeah. two different states, like one's in Nevada and one's in, like, Oregon or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I still, like, it is interesting. I, it is, these are good documentaries, though. I mean, they're really good. Man, if you're I wouldn't you're say tired, they're good documentaries. Well, I say they're good slices of life. Good, if they're good background noise if you just want some yeah, kind of comfy mid-century just shit on in the background because like it's you mm -hmm. know they're nicely photographed and you got that like like fucking iron giant hogarth hughes science narrator just like and here's the little bird it told guy sounds like totally like you should be he's probably got a pipe in his hand while he's narrating the documentary and that that kind of thing yeah so yeah but yeah, so, well, that was a good experiment just to check. And like I said, maybe if there's anything, if if there's a date documentary that looks extra batshit, like, mm -hmm. maybe I'll dive into it just to see what it looks like to see if it's some kind of any crazy stuff. But yeah, I think this is, we've definitely had our fill of <laughs> just generic animals. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, they they did a thing in Beaver Valley and I, I and the, the, uh, Nature's Half Acre, where they kind of set stuff to music. Yeah. And they do that for Waterbirds, too, but it's to an existing piece of music, so they have to throw in a bunch of random horns and, like, cymbals and shit mm -hmm. to try to get it to match to what's happening on the screen, and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, they they do some weird. pretty good Mickey Mousing with the custom music. You know, mm -hmm. Mickey Mousing just being like, you know, when the music, like, when the bird falls out of its the nest, they go, doo, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. But yeah, when they're kind of like editing the picture to pre-existing music, it gets a little less interesting. But yeah, like our if if we kept on going with the documentaries, the next one would be the Olympic elk. That just I'm watching Maybe it now. Maybe it'd be it's more just... interesting if they focused on the elk. But well, and if, if they've they've got to cram a bunch of animals into 30 minutes, and 
they try to cram as many as they can without spending too much time. Like that one doofy looking bird with the huge underbite. Yeah. I was like, I want to know more about that, that fool. And they're like, nope, nope, well, moving on. If it felt like we were getting more of an actual education about like what these animals were like and what the environments were like without like the editorializing of like them having to project a human narrative of like, you know, like we were saying, like it's always got to be mom bear and papa bear. Oh no, the baby bear's gonna do this, and like, yeah, so you're not even getting the feeling like you're really being educated by it. Aside from the fact that these are 50-year-old documentaries, and we've, you and I have both seen documentaries about these exact same things that are actually much more legitimately scientifically informative. But even then, it's yeah. like, yeah, we're not learning like that, yeah. So, just, yeah, just as, as two people who are trying to educate ourselves by plumbing the depths of the Disney history... <laughs> uh, I think we've educated ourselves enough about what this series is like, but yeah. yeah. I'm just even looking to future documentaries. They start getting longer, too, right after this. They start, start getting, like, an hour long apiece. Mm -hmm. The Vanishing Prairie, the Living... De I've actually heard about the Living Desert, but I've watched a little bit of it, and it really is just more of the, what we've already been talking about. It's just longer. Uh, mm. So, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like yeah, in the immediate future... Um, the only doc- that's not even a documentary, Man in Space. I think that's a segment made for the Disneyland TV show about how- yeah, so- I mean, that's not a nature documentary, that's a science documentary, which, like, I would like to try at least one of those, but- mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, what are you gonna do? Hey, did you notice that naked pelican chicks look like a necromancer reanimated a chicken from Whole Foods? It's kind of gruesome. There's a- was it the pelican chicks that gets- there's one chick who gets born- and they were like, oh, that chick is super tired. It's going to go take a nap. And I'm like, what are the chances that actually that chick just died as soon as it came out of its shell? Because the way it just kind of powers down. And yeah. There's also one, one part where they like show a chick getting bullied by an adult bird. And they're like, well, you know, you, you stray off from the path. And then they cut it like, nope, not going to show that, you the rest of that. Is that the one where like uh, the, 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 the baby birds get confused in between the two mama birds? And like, yeah, like the mama birds are yelling at each other's chicks and shit like that. I can't remember. God, well, yeah, uh, yeah uh, the, speaking of nature documentaries, there's Davy Crockett, which I thought was a TV show, but I guess it's only a film. There's multiple. No, it was a TV show, too. Oh, yeah, I guess they only have sure. one of the movies on, on the service. But, yeah. Hmm. Uh, God, yeah, just... What the hell is the story of Perry? It's a little thumbnail. Okay, I can't just sit here and, like, pull a thumb through Disney+. Plus. Because it's unfair Can't to Can't do it! Unless, unless, unless I say, hey, listeners, queue up Disney Plus and we'll both, like, browse through the 1950s tier of the Disney for the Decades collection together, but... Um, so I guess after this we'll do... Did you want to... Is it Alice? And then we'll go back to the handful of shorts, I guess, we've got left. Probably? Well, there's a handful of shorts, and, well, and then it's Story of Robin Hood. And that brings up the thing of, like, do we keep on doing the live action? But, the, well, that, that, that's a conversation. Until we like can't suffer the live action anymore. And yeah. Say we, I mean, we kind of got us. The story cause... of Robin Hood has, has to be pretty good, because that could decide what, like, how much more of those live action films we do. Yeah, so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's nothing to say about these stupid things. <laughs> So how's they're about so, they're about as educational as using a, a viewmaster. Yeah, which again itself not inherently bad, but yeah. No. Man, I want to go back and get a viewmaster. Did you ever see the uh, Disney viewmasters where they had like they would recreate scenes from Disney cartoons with like the little sculptural 
figures. Oh yeah, I, the one uh, the, when I think of Viewmaster, I think of uh, this incredible slide of Winnie the Pooh in the honey tree with gobs of honey oozing around oh, him. Oh man. And it looked freaking awesome. They put so much work into those things, presumably just for a, for a Viewmaster. Like mm -hmm. that's that's, and they didn't just do the one. Yeah, they they Winnie the Pooh. They they had Viewmaster, a three dimensional Viewmaster reels of like all the characters. And those it's models can... always look really on model. Like those are so fucking great. Like yeah. Yeah. You can still buy a Viewmaster. John got one. Oh and, really? Uh, yeah, but it's all Discovery Channel branded, and you oh. can't buy. New Viewmaster reels. You could really? only buy the Viewmaster. It comes with whatever. Can you even take the reel out, or is it just kind of big? Yeah, in? yeah, yeah. Oh, you can okay. do that. But does it come with a pack like, of reels at least, so you can? Yeah, like it came with dinosaurs, uh, birds, and uh, sea creatures. But like, if you search online, they like, I want some more Viewmaster reels. All it is is like, here's one from the '80s. I Great. wonder if it Fantastic. would take if you were to like buy Viewmaster reels off of eBay from the '80s. I wonder if that's about work. what you gotta do. Yeah, would they be expensive? Let me see. Um, I'm more expensive than you'd hope, but I less would, than you'd expect. Let's see, vintage, cause like they were made out yeah. of paper. Yeah. So they're not gonna be super. Well, Disney Fairy Tales, you get a pack of seven for seventeen fifty. Um, that does include the, yeah, um, um, the, one of the first things that popped up does have 3D, uh, Pinocchio stuff in it. And mm -hmm. people don't, okay, so there's a couple, yeah, maybe, yeah, okay. So, yeah, but it, it's still, like, Viewmaster went out of, they stopped making them, and then they were like, <laughs> well, I guess somebody will still sell them, but we're not gonna. Oh, Rick and Morty we've gotten on this podcast in terms of, like, gaseous you? emissions. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of documentary... Like, if you want to see what Fairbanks, Alaska looks like on a Viewmaster, you can get that. Oh, boy, do I. Ugh, yeah. Um, man, actually, now there's... I want to buy this shit for me. Star Trek Vintage Viewmaster. Oh, they had Star Trek The Next Generation Viewmaster reels? Oh, shit, son. They got... Oh, man, they got classic from the 1960s. Mmm, don't get... Oh, man, this is something... I don't need to be wasting money right now. <laughs> but shit, now you got me thinking no. about Viewmaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. Out of all the things you could get, Viewmaster is probably not. Is it still like a little? Does it still look like the old Viewmaster? You know, the red. Exactly the same. Oh shit, son. Everything's oh. the same. That was so Just cool because it was 3D. Like, I guess yeah. that is something—a technology that you still can't easily replicate, like on an iPhone or even modern-day technology. Even though it's not like a moving picture or anything like that. Huh. Yeah. Oh, three yeah. Flintstones for five bucks. Five bucks! <laughs> well, that's the starting bid, too. That's not even the buy it now thing. But yeah, the Flintstones. Yeah, because it's hand sculpted uh, Flintstones characters. Not quite as good looking as the uh, Disney stuff. Not quite as on model. But, uh, yeah! Have you seen, Have you seen the. Uh... <laughs> We're just done. We're done with those, by the way. <laughs> I'm probably I'm not going to go back I'm, to it. I'm, 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 I'm still scanning through the, 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 the two documentaries right now. I'm still trying to find anything interesting to talk about other than, like, oh, baby bird. Uh, yeah. Cowbirds are assholes. Uh, Cowbirds are uh, yeah, the ones who put the... the, the Mudalver wasps are the devil. Um, that looked cool, though. That was a fucking evil-ass looking fucking bird. Oh, man, that thing's so fucking evil. It makes a hole, puts a spider on it, and then it's babies feed off the live spider. I do appreciate they spent quite a amount of time with the bees. Showing like, hey, here's a mama bee and here's new queen bee. And then they show a bee get fucking murked by a fucking spider, man. That spider 
I, yeah, that fucking... I'm so glad at least they're showing willing to show a little bit of death, even though if it's just like I, a little bee getting captured by a spider gets spun I up. just like take slight offense when he was like, the queen bee isn't a queen at all. She's an egg-laying machine. Hey, man, don't lessen her accomplishments like she, that. That's what makes her the queen bee. Like, she yeah. works hard for that. She you think not, it's easy laying all them eggs? She may not have a little scepter, but like give her some credit, you know. Yeah. yeah. She's, functionally, she's the queen bee. Jesus Christ, motherfucker. Oh, you want her don't fucking be a credentials? Like that. Yeah. <laughs> you want God to have to come down and say, "Yes, I've she she is my uh, harbinger on Earth," to the other bees? Mm -hmm. Like, give her a fucking break, man. It's not give like fucking break. Queen Elizabeth is actually has any actual little Earl power. So fuck if Queen Elizabeth hasn't isn't actually a queen, then fucking leave Queen bees alone. Mm -hmm. Oh man, but yeah, you've been playing anything recently? Still been playing uh, Animal Crossing? Yeah, still yeah. doing that. Still man, I am. I'm a little freaked out because there's nothing to do in the game now, and yeah, so they should. I, you know, I guess it'll. They won't announce it till the end of the month, whatever the next yeah. update is. Well, and this is the pattern I always fall into with Animal Crossing games. Is like, I, yeah, I always get through the like the the, the Halloween and Christmas seasons because those are my favorite holidays. You know, of course, there's always the biggest holidays in any Animal Crossing game, and after that. Once you start repeating the same holidays again, that's when I always float away from the game, and I could already feel myself already right now having to force myself to, like, fire up the game every day, so... Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully... At, at this point, I think I'm just gonna be locking in every day up until the first anniversary of the game, just to see if they do anything for the first anniversary? And... They have to expand it, because they did the 3DS game, and I can't imagine they wouldn't expand yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm curious to see if they do anything... And they're still updating Pocket Camp, and nobody gives a shit about Pocket Camp. <laughs> well, that, well, though, at least P P Pocket Camp, they're still making money off of. Because I wonder if the first anniversary, I wonder if that's when they're going to start introducing paid DLC and stuff. Because like, that kind of seems kind of inevitable. Although, if they do introduce paid DLC, I kind of wonder what it could be. Um, mm -hmm. They... Man. But, yeah, it'll be curious. I mean... Easter, Easter will be probably the first holiday we'll see repeated again, so we'll get to see how much they're willing to change holidays from year to year just to keep things fresh. Although, Easter's not a really good judge of that because they're going to have to change Easter because everyone hated the first version of Easter so much. Even if they weren't, re like, changing the season just to keep things fresh, they would probably still feel obligated to change it, but... Yeah, I, like, I think, what's, what's the next holiday? It's fucking Pav. What's the fucking peacock who shows up? And she um, always, like, I, I think I the know. furniture she gave you in the old games was always kind of terrible, so I don't know. We'll see. But I yeah, know. thank you again for, uh, for Christmas. You gave me a gift certificate and I bought the new Harmonix game, uh, Fuser, which is essentially girl talk of the video game where you're <laughs> DJing in real time. And that has actually been really good, even though I am fucking terrible at that game. <laughs> I got mm. stuck for a week at the end of the tutorial, essentially, <laughs> trying to beat it, because I am just... Oh, I have no natural rhythm, and that game throws a lot of shit at you at the same time, where you're like, you have to, like, take discs down and put them in into the mix at this specific point and on this beat, and oh my god, I'm having a really good time, and there's actually, I'm kind of surprised at the breadth of music in there, it's not just, like, current hits, but they have, like, weird country music from, like, the 1950s and shit mixed in there, too, mm. but yeah, that, that, that's been a lot of fun, and that's it, I keep on, yeah, what, like, you've been playing anything else other than Animal Crossing? Uh, I have one super secret boss left to get in Dragon Quest Eleven, and that'll be done. Oh, shit. All the, all the trophies or whatever. <sighs> That's right, because you posted Twitter, I think, your <sighs> capture yeah, of, like, your like in-game stats. Hours, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you were playing that on I Switch, did. right? 
Yeah, I played Chasm on the, the Switch. No, I played that on PS4. Which one's Chasm? Dragon Quest. Chasm is the Metroidvania that, that has a procedural, procedurally generated dungeon when you go in. It's fine. Hmm. It's kind of short. I really like a new Metroidvania that could scratch my itch, but... Uh, Did you ever play? What was the pinball Metroidvania that came out with like a year ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was played, pretty good. I got, I got all the trophies. But that you could beat like I beat that like in eight hours. It's not very yeah. long, but I thought it was very clever. Yeah, my uh, Joshin, my housemate, he's been playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and uh, he'd never heard of that game until he just found it like during the Steam Winter Sale. And, um, yeah, I don't think he's played a lot of Metroidvania, so he was asking me for recommendations for more of those games, and that's, that, that, what was it, Ukulele? What was it, Ukulele? Whatever the pinball game was, I was recommending, and I was trying to think of other stuff. I was like, well, if you want to go back, play Symphony of the Night, if you want to play the great granddaddy of, of Metroidvanias, but... Yeah, I'll play that every couple years, That's, that one's always good times. Yeah. I'm glad to see that's still available on, 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 on the services. Yeah. Um, Bloodstained. I liked Bloodstained a lot. Bloodstained was pretty good, and I know they've gone back and patched it up and added a whole bunch of content enough that, like, it seems like it would almost be a whole new game now at this point, but... Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I should go back. There's, like, old 3DS Castlevanias that I still haven't beaten. Like, I still have a copy of Order of Ecclesia around here. That's... I already oh, own the game. Great. Order of Ecclesia was so rough. I bought that brand new... And I never got past the first fucking boss. Because <laughs> you beat the shit out of that game, right? I can't remember which one that is. Because I think you... I remember you and I having conversations about that one where you were like, oh yeah, no, I've already like 100% of that game. And I, like, and I was like, I can't even pass the first boss. Mm. But... How's, hey, yeah. listeners, how you doing? How was your week? How you, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you watching? Did you watch AGTQ this week? No, I usually watch the stuff on once they upload it. Yeah, the archive. Yeah, I fell asleep right before the Legend of Zelda finale last. Um, pay attention to what gets played when and all that stuff. They had a pretty good... They, they had a four-way... Uh, we can't really call it a race, but they had a four-way contest in... Super Mario 35, where within 90 minutes, whoever get the most wins in the game mm. within within 90 minutes would win, and that was actually kind of fun to watch four people. Which is funny because they weren't directly competing against each other because they were just like it was a whole thing. But yeah, it was um, a whole thing. See any movies lately? No, I don't watch movies. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, you have a kid and stuff, so I don't know much entertainment time you have for them. Oh, uh, we watched a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> Af also we... after the holidays it's hey when a three-year-old says hey i want to watch that and you're like oh whatever calms you down right now is this like the first time you've seen night before christmas like this like this 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 the schism i mean this this year is when he got obsessed with it yeah oh that's cool of all the things to get obsessed with that's pretty good it's got really catchy yeah, music yeah. and everything although <laughs> i could see that music being kind of maddening Cause it's all like, dun, 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 dun. you know, it's Danny Elfman Oompa music. So, I'm fine with it. I've always liked the music from it. So it doesn't bother Jack. me at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's no, really I don't pretty. Think in HD. I've watched anything? I've, I mean, I do YouTube and shit, but whatever. Yeah, what have you been watching on YouTube lately? Cause we've talked about. This oh, I can't remember. Nothing particular. Um, so you don't have any opinion about tenants 
or Wonder Woman 84 or any of the no. hot shit. Soul. Nope, if it's new, I haven't seen it. You oh no, we did watch Soul. What'd you think of Soul? John checked out as soon as they got back to the real world. <laughs> I kind of like, did too. This barbershop is boring. I'm out. I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> so he was still invested in all the afterlife stuff too. I mean, he I, he wasn't like, yes, I see. I see souls. <laughs> exactly, he was yeah. like, I like the. This looks fun. Okay, I'll yeah. watch it. Because it is bright and colorful and stuff. But. Yeah. Yeah, once you get back to the reality, it's just kind of like, yeah. Well, when the plot machinations kick back in. I was hoping that the whole movie would take place in the afterlife. and Yeah, and the whole fucking... What's the movie where Lily Tomlin ends up in the body of Steve Martin and vice versa? Like, the hell is you talking about? Oh, all of me! Uh, oh, yeah! Was... No, I have no idea. <laughs> I expect half a soul to be that bullshit. Which, it's mm. not inherently bad, but I was like, okay, they're gonna make a joke about the black guy licking his own ass. Like, <laughs> that's gonna be the next 45 minutes of the Typical movie. Pixar. Typical Pixar. Um, yeah, that, was, that was okay. Why? I was curious. You hit me up mm -hmm. the other day. Why did you hit me up for an... What was it? You were looking up for... You were looking up for action figure guides? Oh, I was... You were, no, you, you, were have, you have a specific... No, you have a you had a specific book that I saw at your place mm -hmm. back when it was physical. Like <laughs> you could get be near other people. Of Transformers, you have a Transformers toy book, and John's super into Transformers. So oh. I was like, hey, maybe he'd like that book. Look at Transformers, of course. But then I realized that if I got that book, it would just be, can I have this one? Can I have this one? I'll be like, that's an $800 uh, Transformer. No, you can't have that one. Well, I also didn't realize, yeah, because there's a guy named Mark Bellamo who wrote, he's seems to be kind of the leading authority in, on publishing books about, like, vintage price guides for, like, Transformers and G.I. Joe and, and Star Wars and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, the, yeah, he had written... Yeah, it's, a kind of, it's it's both a price guide for old Transformers toys, but it's also just filled with good pictures and kind of shows you all the, all the stuff that the action figures came with and it's the history of all the toys and stuff. It's actually fun. It's perfect bathroom reading material because mm -hmm. everything's just kind of bite-sized and you get to see nice big full-color photos of all your favorite toys from back in the day. And, Yay! But, yeah, I could see why. Although what you do, that's a good education to teach your kid about how much shit costs. Because you're like, mitten box, this is $375. Daddy can't get that for you, kid. No, 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 no. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess for whatever reason, most of his books, like, they slide immediately out of, uh... Why are you not showing up books? Uh, his books slide immediately out of print, so they're super expensive. Although I did see he has Kindle versions of his books. Although I don't know how much mm. Jack would be interested in just a like like reading a. Does he? Will he read books on? Or like Who the BM fuck is Jack? Wait, John. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about, Jack? I'm tired. I just it's woke fine. up I and mean, I'm so I tired. Technically, Jack is the nickname for John. I was about to say, yeah. Well, I still don't know so where we, I got we'll Jack from. So we'll use that as your excuse. Mm. Let's see. Yeah, the mm. ultimate guide to vintage Transformers action figures by Mark Bellamo. It's out of stock. The paperback, what? It's $125. Why is that? <laughs> I I'll, I should just pop my copy in the mail to you. Nah, it's fine. Ugh, Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> no, Transformers are big in the house right now. It's weird because uh, 
my wife was my wife before she had a child was like you know i don't know how much is nature how much is nurture and then so john's got a bunch of like stuffed toys in his room mm-hmm. he couldn't give two shits about a stuffed toy but then he saw a transformer one time and he's like fucking this is my life now okay so there's transformers is... yes man what was like if it's got a if it's got a moving part it's a transformer what's what's the first what was his first exposure to transformers toys uh, one of the kids at his daycare he goes to brought in Bumblebee, and he was like, "Hey, I need all this." Oh man! For me right now. I'm assuming you, it must yes. have been like movie Bumblebee too, so it's not even good Bumblebee. I don't. I don't it know. It doesn't I'm really sure matter, but like, yeah. No, that's was... I, Transformers are inherently fucking cool. Yeah. Aside sure. from the awesome. fact that you get two toys in one, mm-hmm. one is a robot, one is a car. Mm-hmm. And like it's a full and fun activity, so multiple ways of playing, and also just the trans. Does he care much about the actual transforming a- aspect? Does he like to transform the toys? Because you got how many? So how many Transformers figures does he have now? Uh, s- seven that he knows of. Okay. Somebody gave us a box of like Transformers, but they're way too advanced for him. Oh, that's right, because you were just yeah. At least he had Phil to talk to a little bit about like okay, what's What's the proper, yeah. like, yeah, how do you get, like, the, the easy transformers? But... but they sell, like, one or two step transformers that he's really into. There's also yeah. a, a Korean show that Netflix, I don't know, brought over. It's called Super Wings that is about these planes that transform. And he, like, got we gotta to get them motherfucker. We gotta get John into fucking Voltron. That motherfucker. That motherfucker. Because he can, I don't know, he can't. There's not too much of a transformation aspect with the idea of, like, multiple toys that can combine. Oh, man, you gotta show him, like... Does he know about, like, combiner action figure transformer? Uh... Not directly, because he... he's watched me play the uh, Platinum Transformer game a little bit, and there's the yeah. Constructicons, whatever the fuck their name is, in that. Were there bug but, uh, ones that turned into a giant bug dude, too, or something like that? Probably. I hope Phil's listening to this and just, like, we're just driving him crazy. Oh, he's him. got an aneurysm right now. He <laughs> <laughs> had to put up with half an hour of us kind of going, eh, bugs and birds, I guess, I don't know, but now What's that guy in his, his semi-truck? He leads the automatics, I think they're called. <laughs> the against. Yeah, they fight the, <laughs> the rotocons or something like that, yeah. the Decepticons or whatever the fuck. Man, yeah. I, so this is the big thing I've been watching, actually, as much as anything else. Uh, I've, I must have talked about this on the show before. The official Hasbro YouTube channel is constantly mm-hmm. just live-streaming episodes of G.I. Joe. And I've been watching the shit out of that. And every time they show a truck, it's just fucking Optimus Prime. Like, anytime there's kind of a convoy or any kind of, like, street traffic or anything like that. And which is, it kind of cracks me up. Because it's especially kind of funny because I know G.I. Joe kind of like predates uh, the Transformers cartoon by a couple of years. So it's kind of funny that they already are like, yeah, we're just going to, all the robots are already going to be, all the cars are already going to be Autobots. Well, if you already got it designed, why bother with anything else? Yeah, it's, well, also Optimus Prime and Truck Force is pretty fucking easy to draw because it's like three rectangles. Yeah. We have been watching a lot of fucking G.I. Probably I've been watching more G.I. Joe now than I probably did as a kid. Because at least when I was a kid, there was like half an hour of G.I. Joe, five days a week. I will sit down and watch five episodes of G.I. Joe in an afternoon. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's all really nice and HD and stuff. And you got your Otter Pops and your... Oh, God. No, yeah. Well, it's funny. Your Surge. I've, I've, I've been working on a, a, a book cover for Jeremy Parrish from Retronauts. And... Uh, 
it's a book cover of this kid's room from like 1991 so i'm already been kind of doing research for old kind of vintage stuff like stuff that would be in a kid's room in 1991 and you know gi joe's a little early for that stuff but the idea is like there's still some stuff from the early 80s in the kids' room. Because, you know, like, as a kid, you're, still like, you're not getting rid of everything you had when you were smaller, too. So, yeah, I'm looking up, uh, like, stuff about, like, the old G.I. Joe. Man! I yeah. never had much in the way. Even though I watched the G.I. Joe cartoon as a kid, I never had much in the way of the toys. Because I was still... When G.I. Joe and Transformers were getting big, I was still collecting Star Wars toys. Because they were cheap. Because Star Wars was dead by then. So, I would use my allowance to go to the flea market and buy that shit. So, but, I, but man, I do have one of those Mark Bellamo action figure guides for G.I. Joe stuff that's in, been in the bathroom, so that's been what I'm reading uh, in between watching G.I. Joe cartoons on YouTube. And, man, those fucking toy, the vehicles for the G.I. Joe toy line were fucking cool. Did you ever have any of those? No. I, well, just the teeny tiny ones that my parents were like, yeah, whatever, five bucks. Sure. Yeah, I, but I was looking at, like, the Sky Striker, which is, like, the first airplane vehicle for G.I. Joe, and there's so many cool little features and rockets, and it's almost as much of a model as it is a toy. And, man, if I had if I had known that that toy was like that when I was, like, ten years old when that toy was new, I would have lost my fucking mind. And I kind of want to go back and tell little Billy Mudger that, like, Stop fucking around with Star Wars. Get on this G.I. Joe and Transformers shit, because those toys are so fucking cool. Get on that. Oh, Star yeah. Wars has a couple. Like, you go over to that one kid's house, and he have the AT-AT, and you're like, why don't I have this? Well, that's the thing, yeah. I, it's funny, because, like, I never really... Or the X-Wing with the handle. I think it's part of because I grew up, like, in a kind of relatively poor white trash neighborhood. There weren't two... The, like, there was no kids who really had, like, the crazy big... Like, people might have Transformers, and no one had, like, you know, the big airplanes. Oh, don't, don't like get that. me wrong. I saw that kid once in my No, childhood. but I'm just saying, but yeah, we didn't really have that kid. In fact, actually, I was probably, probably that kid in regards to the fact that, like, of all the kids in the neighborhood, I was the one who, I, God forbid, I, I mean, God, I did not have all the Nintendo stuff, but when Nintendo hit, I was the mm. one who, where I was like, Mom and Dad, I don't care if, like me getting like only like two nintendo games for christmas this year means i get nothing else but i just want nintendo games and that's what i got mm. and so by virtue of that i had more nintendo games than anyone else in the neighborhood which is again not to say a lot i had like five nintendo games but they were all silver surfer <sighs> what was the worst we decided what was the worst nintendo <laughs> what's that what was the what was the worst nintendo game you owned oh man well the, uh, fucking know that right off the top of my back to the future Oh, I yeah, was so sense. fucking crushed because I was, you know, of course, a huge Nintendo fan. I was a huge Back to the Future fan. And the combination of those, and the fact that I burned a Christmas gift slot mm -hmm. on Back to the Future. And the, the first time I fired that up, and it was... Have you ever played Back to the Future? Probably on an emulator at oh, some point. Oh, my fucking God. There's, like, this one... It's only got one bit of music. It's only got, like, three notes, like... And it's just so... It is, I would have been disappointed as a $5 rental, much less being a $5, like that, like, congratulations, I'm stuck with this game until my next birthday. Holy <laughs> shit. I was so fucking, I was kind of lucky, because most of the other games I did have were, like, Mega Man 2, and Super Mario, and Zelda. I had most, but yeah, fucking, the future was definitely the weak spot, but holy shit. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah. I like pants. Oh man, pants are so good. They keep your butt warm. Have you have you, have you watched Cobra Kai? No, I was gonna actually. I, uh, well, 
unrelated to that, but I was like, how's... I've seen you talk about it on Twitter. How's that Star Trek Discovery treating you? Because I feel like you'll be like, hey, good, good job. And then the next tweet will be like, buttholes ahoy. Is he got no, a I can't tell how you feel about you Star Trek about Star Discovery Trek at, at all. Nah. Nah. No, Star Trek Discovery, it started off as a show that takes place 10 years before the original Star Trek show. Which mm. not a bad idea. But then when the first show first started, like... It was so... They took... They didn't take any effort at all to try to make it look or sound like a show that would take place 10 years before. I mean, of course, it's you've, you've got a basic design problem. And the fact that everything in the original Star Trek show looks like it was made out of tin foil and cardboard. And so how do you create a show that is a prequel to that, to that crummy-looking show that still yeah. looks convincing and cool and badass while also looking like... Like, it's something that takes place before that original show. And so their solution was to say, we're not even going to try to even bother and make it look like it's like vlogs in the same universe as the original show. We're just going to have, so for some reason, all the characters are going to have holograms and all this other crazy shit. The technology is going to be super crazy. And just even that aside, the writing was super sloppy for some reason. They decided they had to reinvent the Klingons as these, like, super big-nosed, big-nosed, like, racist caricatures? Like, they didn't even look like Klingons from the original show or anything like that, and this whole writing was kind of sloppy, and the second season wasn't very good. But at the end of the second season, they decided to shoot the entire show. They shoot all the characters a thousand years into the future, so that means they're also in the future of all the Star Trek that's ever existed. So that was actually kind of an interesting way to kind of reset the show, and that was at the beginning of this most recent season, the third season. And so, and they go to the future, it turns out, like, the Federation, which is, you know, the organization that all Star Trek is based yeah, yeah. off. It's all been destroyed and shit. It's all kind of post-apocalyptic. It's about time. And so, <laughs> Starfleet was always kind of, the Federation was always kind of stuffy, so it kind of had it coming. So it was kind of interesting to see these characters from, like, like the, the Star Trek's past going far ahead into the Star Trek's future and trying to, like, trying to start rebuilding the Federation and stuff. But then the last episode just fucked everything up by, like, mm. like... Even aside, even even all this like Star Trek lore stuff aside, they did they tend to fuck up. Like the writers just aren't very good at writing just basic emotional beats. There's just things that like in this latest episode, there's a scene where the main character she's fighting another main character and she gets shoved into this wall full of robot parts and we've never oh, seen no. this room before, so we don't know what's happening. And it's just and she swallows a bunch of microchips and barfs them up and then shoots. The th it's just. Uh, yeah, just on basic dramatic beats, the writers don't know what they're doing, so it's a frustrating show. It, it has its merits, it has its good points, but... Yeah, Star Trek Discovery driving me fucking crazy. Yeah. So you're sticking with it. I I swear every year that I'm not gonna come back, but... Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll, it'll come back next fall, and I'm sure I'll just be watching. I like the... It's got a great cast. They did the cool thing where the, the, this, the, the captain of the ship was that they made it an alien for the first time, because every Star Trek captain has always been some dipshit human. This is the first time they've made it that the, the captain is an alien. And not only is it an alien, but it's an alien played by... Who's the guy who was in the makeup? He was, uh... uh he's, he's the tall, skinny dude who was, like, in all the... Uh, Guillermo del Toro movies. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's the tall, skinny dude who's like, if you see a tall, skinny some something in any movie, it's that guy. But this is the yeah. first time he had a chance. He played Billy Bones. Not Billy Bones. Billy Butch. Who's the guy in Hocus Pocus with his head cut off? He played that guy. 
And he doesn't get, because he's always covered in makeup. He doesn't ever, he never really gets to play an actual character with it where he gets to speak. But he gets to do that in Star Trek, and he's actually one of the best characters, one of the best actors on the show. So it's kind of nice yeah. to see somebody who's always been covered in makeup and just kind of miming for makeup and never gets to act. Actually, acting is very good. Next on the 9 o'clock movie, the television premiere of Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh -oh. Hey, everybody! This is my daughter's fiance! Yeah! Well, the Cheers gang's all set to give this new boyfriend the big tryout. Lisa tells me uh, you and Sam were in baseball. Yeah, that's right. I think it's a dead sport. Whoops, that's strike one. You're not wearing a bra, are you? <laughs> Whoa, that's definitely strike two. Oh, oh no. <laughs> One more strike, and Coach is ready to play hardball. Next time on Cheers. Tomorrow night at 7 on Channel 11. Tonight on the 9 o'clock movie, the television premiere of Star Trek The Next Generation. Tonight, the 24th century begins. Welcome to the Enterprise. In a special world premiere movie, Star Trek The Next Generation. Ready for departure, sir. Engage. 78 years have passed since the days of the original USS Enterprise. Now a new galaxy starship has been designed with a new team of highly skilled Federation explorers. Starfleet Captain Jean-Luc Picard, Commander Riker, Executive Officer, Chief Medical Officer Crusher, and her brilliant son, Wesley, Lieutenant Commander Data, an android, the telepathic Troy, Geordi, a man with unique vision, Security Officer Yar, and Klingon Officer Worf. Shields and deflectors up, sir. Go to yellow alert. Their first mission, investigate a new star base on planet Denim 4. Thou art directed to return to thine own solar system immediately. A hostile alien threatens the crew. Now go back, or thou shalt most certainly die. But they're determined to finish their mission. On our photon torpedoes, place them on ready status. Hostile is now beginning to overtake us, sir. Together, they stand trial before a merciless court. You will now answer to the charge of being a grievously savage race. Now, they have 24 hours to uncover the secrets of a strange world. They're firing on far points, sir. The classic legend begins an all-new adventure. Let's see what's out there. Star Trek, the next generation. Yeah, uh, there's a new Star Wars book that came out, and that's also a prequel that takes place a couple hundred years before the Star Wars movies, and that's okay so far. Um, <laughs> yeah, Cobra Kai. I watched two episodes of Cobra Kai that made me cry. What? I'm a master rhymer, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> mm. um, uh, everyone seems to be... Cobra Kai seems terrible. I, I, I had not seen any Cobra Kai beyond the pilot when that first started. And, mm -hmm. But then they announced that, like, in this latest season, I guess it's the, th the third season. In the middle of the third season, I guess a couple characters from the Karate Kid Part 2 come back. Spoilers for Cobra Kai. And they do come back. And it's also terrible. But because those <laughs> characters come back, I was like, oh, it's one of the characters from Karate Kid 2. I was all weepy and shit. And... So, I don't know. Have you ever seen the even seen the Karate Kid movies? Yeah, way back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, you've never talked about them, so yeah, I assume you never really, yeah. You have to be really invested in, in 
and Karate Kid to give a shit about Cobra Kai. But... Eh, and uh, I'm not. Uh, nope. I'm trying to think of anything else. Bob's Burgers has been hiatus lately. Um, I always feel like I, I not feel like I always need to catch up on that. That's a good show. I need to catch up with Rick and Morty because I've, I've still only seen a couple episodes. It seems it, Rick and Morty seems genuinely funny. If you could mm. scrape away all the bullshit surrounding the show, um, yeah, I've got like a whole list of shit I need to catch. Everyone's like freaking out about Ted Lasso. I don't even know what the hell Ted Lasso is, but everyone's like, I gotta watch Ted Lasso. I don't even know what that is. It a show? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, man, it's still been mostly Animal Crossing over here. Not much been going on. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's What's John been watching? Like, what's his entertainment? Crap. <laughs> hey, here's a shocker. Three-year-olds have bad taste and everything. I don't know if he was like watching, like you know, uh, no, he, I, Teen Titans you know the, Go the, or something. The, Gruffalo book. What? You know that one? No. The Gruffalo picture book. No. It's from the same person that did the Room on the Broom, which I'm sure you're uh, intimately yeah. <laughs> familiar with. This is the this, this is I'm I'm feeling the disconnect between you being a parent and me being a the slubby bachelor living in a basement. Like what the hell? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about now. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I would like. Oh well, you will know this because I I think it probably came out when you were a kid. Uh oh. Uh, he has gotten really into the monster at the end of the book. I've always heard about that, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming there's. Oh, is that the? Is it Grover? Mm-hmm. Okay. I was I'd freaking like... freaking out about there being a monster at the end of the book. So and... it turns out to be him. Hey, spoilers, Bill. It turns out he's the monster at the end of the book. So what? So. Wait, is, so is it like his mom is reading the book to Grover? And like, is there like a mirror in the no, last No, no, no. So it, it's basically him saying, what did that say? Did that say there was a monster at the end of the book? <laughs> and you turn the page and he's like, stop turning pages. Oh, no. You, and you keep so turning pages and he's like, you're getting this closer and closer to the end of the book. Knock it off. And then it turns out he was the monster at the end of the book. It's strange that he is a monster and he knows it. But then he's scared that like... Mm -hmm. Grover's got some kind of self-loathing issues there. So <laughs> Self-identification yeah. issues. But they also have a, like a, a, I don't know if it was on iPad or something, but there was an app that was also that, like a virtual book that oh. we talked along with. And John watches the video of that on YouTube while he holds the book in his lap and turns the pages. So it's all very cute. Man, I didn't even think about iPad virtual books for kids. Yeah, my friend Dylan, she's got a kid whose first birthday is coming up in a month, and I need to think of something to get for her that's, that's pretty cool. Well, the great thing about one is you still don't need to get anything technically for the kid. Because they're not a person yet, right? Because They don't like... know what the F is going on. <laughs> I can get, I can just get Dylan a gift certificate. I can just say, hey, I bought you 30 pounds of venison. Yeah. Do something with it with the kid, I guess. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Smear it on the child, kick him out into the world, say, you're on your own. Yeah. Although I'm glad to see John's like old enough now. He is a person. He has his own likes and tastes. And I guess it's like, mostly it was, Transformers. It wasn't up until around two that he started like deciding which toys he liked and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like the like maybe next birthday might be more meaningful. For stuff. One, they're still drooling on themselves and <laughs> can't even walk or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Barely able to walk. I'd... Yeah. So yeah, you you don't have to. I mean, you could probably get something cute for the baby, but then you also think more about like what a gift. 
Hey, Bill, yeah, think about what gift a mom would want. I'm sure you know that real well. Um... Breast pump? <laughs> I, that, if they are just... If they're needing a breast pump one year in... They got problems. Not that they got problems. That's probably something they should have sorted out within the first, <laughs> first year. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I just like the idea of a person just sitting in their own milky filth. Not having it for a whole year until someone says, hey... Sort yourself out. Come on. Put that shit <laughs> no. in a cup. Yeah. My wife was making a list of, because one of her friends is pregnant, a list of stuff that you, you know, can use. You, yeah. It would be nice to have with a new baby and stuff. And there's so much shit. Oh, my Well, stuff gosh. that even you guys didn't have? Or, like, or is it... Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, more so. That also, is this stuff. the thing? Are you guys thinking about... Like a pillow away? to put under underneath the baby when it's nursing, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. made for that kind of stuff. A sling to wrap around yourself to hold the baby while you're mm. doing stuff, you know? Um, are you guys running into that thing now that you still have to start thinking about whether or not you want another kid versus giving away the stuff that you used to raise John with? The baby stuff for John? I'm not going to be another child. <laughs> okay. Well, not, I would imagine... not because, like, John yeah. is a problem or anything, but... He oh, no, couldn't. No, 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 no. He yeah. was allergic to everything the first year. Oh God, that's he, right. Yeah. Uh, my wife had gestational diabetes with him. And yeah. There was a bunch of stuff. Her pregnancy was real hard, and you know. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah no, I'm not saying that's bad or anything like that, but I would imagine this. The, is the world's threshold. a cesspool. <laughs> now that John's outgrown, like ha has outgrown most of his baby stuff, and if. You've got other people that you know who might be needing baby stuff. I would imagine this is a threshold where you start deciding, like, okay, who no, can no, we, we just give that all of his baby shit off to? Not. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, more of that. More so that. Like, do we need this breast pump? Maybe! <laughs> you gotta hang on to that! What if you need a boop a bus? What happens if, you know, you're just bored and you need sensation? I guess? I don't know. I don't even know how breast pumps work. All I know is this. <laughs> Oh, I just needed to put it on me just so I could feel alive. <laughs> Could you not use that for masturbating? Because that is just a I don't think thing. so. Really? I don't think so. Uh, no. You put each cup on one testicle and just go <laughs> Is that how you masturbate? I mean, I'm sure someone does. You know someone in the world that's... Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. No. Oh. No. Oh, and thank, thank you, Bill, for getting John a little X-Wing. Yeah, and that's easy that's... to build X-wing Lego. Yeah, speaking of stuff that's easy for kids, well, we were just talking about the stuff that's kind of like dumbed down for kids yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Lego, you're the one who introduced me to the idea that there's kind of simpler Lego, and not mm -hmm. like it's what's the shitty kids Lego Duplo. It's not Duplo, but it's just simpler Lego. Yeah. Yeah, and I was almost tempted to Yeah, he to has save. some Duplo, and he's always been like, Eh, no, I get it. I'll play with the Legos. Your toy's pretty fucked up with any of the kids. Who would hear toys targeted at is like, No, this shit's for babies. Like, no when you got three-year-old, three-year-olds going, No, this shit's for babies. You know your toy's fucked up. Mm. Fuck Duplo. Although you've Duplo's got a... fine. I mean, it's 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 Lego brand. It's oh, it Lego is. Company. I thought that yeah. was like competitor, like Creo. No, it's it's it is Lego. Oh, okay. it's just Legos for babies for stupid kids. <laughs> sure, that too. Why not? Apologies to anyone listening who has kids who plays Duplo. The only thing of you, I feel mess with them now and then, but I mean, the only entertainment anyone has ever derived from a Duplo is at the end of the Lego movie, where the aliens come down from Planet Duplo. We are here to attack you. We're here to rule the world. 
Um, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. yeah. Are you saying that to me or to your wife? What? No, you. Okay, because the way you went, yeah, that's t that totally sounds like I can see you picture leaning back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I started replaying the witness because I got nothing else to play. Which was the witness? That's the puzzle game from what's his name. Oh, pretentious blow? dude. That's the island thing. Did yeah. you beat it the first time around? Uh, yes and no, I didn't, because that last one's a, well, on a timer. You... The super, super last puzzle's on a timer, and oh. F that, I don't want the pressure of a timer. I would imagine the last puzzle... puzzle. I does, hate it. Does the last puzzle have you running around all over the island? No, it's in one. You have to solve a bunch of puzzles while a piece of music plays. I think it's the that's Hall what I'm, I'm kind of surprised. King, oh, okay, yeah. And you oh, have to beat course. them all before the Hall of the Mountain. Because that guy is that playing. guy, so it's got to be they're yeah. All, and they're random, Ugh. so they're random puzzles, so you can't even memorize them. So fuck oh that. really? Yeah, so there's yeah. not even a guide. No. Ugh. So yeah, I never beat it, beat it, beat it. But I, I mean, I solved as many. Well, puzzles for you, as I could beating is usually 100 percenting. Yeah. So for most other people, whatever you consider not beating would be, be would still be beating to most other people. Man, okay, mm -hmm. well, I need to go. I, I I I now that people are doing their game of the year awards, everyone's been talking about Hades even more. I bought Hades on Switch. I still have to fire. It. I fired it up for like five minutes. It's and, really, really, really good. I think I have oh, like 135 hours in. Oh, it. so you've really gone to town on that? I had no idea. Yeah. We've taught it. I still need to do the epilogue because I neglected giving like the gods presents when I should have been. Doing I didn't know that there's like room. I don't even know if it's like necessary romance option, but I saw something about how, like, in order to woo Aphrodite, you have to go fuck this person and then go fuck that person. Or well, like, no, I didn't know there's you, things you had to do. To, it's not quite quite that. There's a couple characters that you can kind of quote unquote romance with, but oh, okay. they're not all necessarily romance. But uh. Uh, if you, every god or secondary character has a set of hearts to show your friendship with them, huh. and at a certain point that gets locked, and you can't progress that past that point unless you have specific uh, meet us. Oh, so it's kind of like loyalty criteria. missions a little bit. And like to of... unlock Aphrodite's, you have to get uh, certain characters past that threshold and become Aphro... besties with them. Oh, okay. Is Aphrodite the pink lady with no pants yeah. on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen clips and everyone, every god who shows up is half clothed and horny. And I'm like, wow, this is good. Okay, yeah. I know there's blue lady. Everyone loves blue lady. And there's another mm -hmm. blue lady. And there's pink lady. And there's Dionysus who says you have a nice cock. And <laughs> that's all I know about the game. I'm assuming it's... you have to fight your dad at the end. Oh. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Uh... Yeah, so I, once I just... you figure out what kind of weapons, like I didn't like the rail gun when I first started playing. There's a but... rail gun. Yeah, I just once... it was all swords and shields. <laughs> no, once once I learned how to use the rail gun, oh, it became super easy mode. Like, oh jeez. Now you're getting easy. me intrigued. Okay, it's so I thought good. It was just Play like, it. There's... I thought it was just like no. Dead Cells, which Dead Cells mm -hmm. is good. I played the shit out of Dead Cells, but I didn't realize there's like kind of sort of just because stuff. it's it's um. You know, you go through, you find your weapons or whatever, or upgrades or whatever on them, and it's all random, but yeah, no, it's, it's freaking good. Just don't uh, expect to win for a long time. It took me 50 runs, I think, before well, I got my first win, maybe? Um, by win, do you mean, like, no, beating 30, the game? Because I know there's a whole thing about how you It took to me at least 30 runs. I think it was, I think it was 31 runs before I beat it. The Does first it keep time. track of how number, how many runs you've tried? 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. And I the love... dialogue's always different. I'm still getting new dialogue, Jesus. and I've done it. I love the graphic design. I love the artwork, and I just even love like the UI design, the font. Like the fonts are all from like the Lost Boys and shit. So I think that's <laughs> fucking great. But yeah, okay. See, so, yeah, I thought it was really just more of a technical game, like Dead Cells, rather than there being like actual like character and again maybe not romance options but like oh it's cool. i'm glad to see that there's like it's it's funny that hades sounds like it has a more interesting like friendship leveling up system than animal crossing does how the hell oh, did yeah. that happen yeah you can keep track of it in hades you can't keep track of it in animal crossing. yeah well that's It'd one of the things nice too. If you could i've got all my favorite villagers in animal crossing right now and i'm afraid to get rid of any of them but i've already maxed out all my friendships so and that's one of the few things i was doing in the game and so that's another reason why I'm really kind of like suddenly getting really inert on Animal Crossing because little aside from me like firing up the game, just seeing what's on sale at the shops, and then collecting like smacking the rocks to get ore from that stuff. I why I finally got all the the snowman shit. There's mm -hmm. nothing to do except for maybe wait yeah. for Red to show up. Yeah, that's about it for yeah. me too. So it is nice though not having to worry about what fish or bugs are coming well, in. Well, you, you don't. I still should, because I, I was totally slack on that, but I'm glad that you... Yeah, you... Although, watch, that's going to be one of the first things they're going to patch into the game, is, like, I'm double the fish. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, double that shit up. Come on. Yeah. I still have two diving uh, creatures to get, and they're not available till March, so... What, what do you have to get? Oh, uh, there's a... I think it's a spiny lobster and something else. Oh, really? I've got a whole bunch of those. In March. Okay. Maybe, I don't know, well, the lob, there's different types of lobster. It might be spiny, it might be some other Yeah, there's not crab, too many, but there's like two different, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, there's, yeah, there's still plenty of room to, to, to grow in that game, though. I'm, I'm, I know, at least in, like, they announced a bazillion years ago that they're going to start putting Mario stuff in the game in March. Probably mm. for the Mar March 10th Mario Day bullshit. Uh, which yeah. is funny, because that's going to be like a week before the, the, the first anniversary of the game, so... It'll be, yeah, like I said, it, I think in March will be an interesting time for the game, but yeah, the two months between now and then, though, is going to be a little, yeah. Um, man, they had a sale on iTunes this week. Uh, mm -hmm. kind of all Oscar Beatty movies are on sale for like five Ooh. bucks. I bought Amadeus, the director's cut. I watched it for fun. <laughs> this podcast is fucking rotting my brain because I Weird, watched all man. the days a second time for fun. A second time for fun. I was like, wee, I'm going to see the part where he shits himself or whatever when he farts in the dude's face. It's good. Yay. And I also bought Once Upon a Time in the West to see if we could cover it on the podcast. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? It's three hours long. Uh-oh. And I watched the first hour of it, and literally nothing happens. And I was like, I found the perfect movie if I want to drive Daniel crazy, because there's nothing. Mm. It's a, I don't know, it's a Sergio Leone movie. It's one of the few cowboy movies that guy did who didn't have... It's, you know, the same guy that who did, like, you know, The Good, Bad, and The Ugly and stuff like that. But it doesn't... Like, he tried to get Clint Eastwood in it, and Clint Eastwood said no, so instead it's Charles Bronson. And, but oh, perfect. Nothing. Literally half an hour happens. And it's just a bunch of guys waiting at a train station. Maybe the rest mm. of the movie is good, but like, I, I think I found the one movie. If I want to make you quit the podcast, I like all I have to do is pull the "Once Upon a Time in the West" button, and that'll make you quit the podcast. Fantastic. Oh, God, and watch the Young Guns oh. too, because that's the best movie ever made. Yeah. Yeah, it was on sale on iTunes. I fucking love Young Guns too, man. Oh man, I should make you watch Young Guns too. You don't have to worry about watching the first Young Guns, but Young Guns two is the bit. Oh man. 
<laughs> yeah. Just that's I, how it. many that's of them died in Young Guns One? Because wasn't that how it ended? <laughs> that's the... so Young Guns One is all. Oh, so, so the first Young Guns movie is totally made up story about Billy the Kid and his totally pre pretend gang of characters that never exist in real life. Uh, but at the end of the story, everyone goes off their own separate ways, and the Young Guns ends with like a little thing of like this character died two years later, this character died a year later. And then the second one, they're like, oh, you know what all this shit we said at the end of the first movie about all these characters, like, broke up and died and went away? Ah, uh, no, they didn't. They kept on hanging out for each other. <laughs> so we could have a sequel. Um, but it's great. Every, at the end of Young Guns 2 is the one where everyone gets wiped out, though. Uh, okay. That's that why I love it so much about I Young Guns 2, because they do kid. fucking... Yeah. Um, it's got great. It's got music by Alan Silvestri, who had to do cowboy music, and it's also, it came out the same year as Back to the Future. So he had to score two separate cowboy movies. In two different mm -hmm. ways, because Young Guns 2 is great, because it's also got a song by Bon Jovi in it. And so the soundtrack's got, like, electric guitar. It's like Jim Hawkins, but good. Because it's oh. so white trash and, like, we, we got cowboy guns! It's fucking... I love Young Guns 2, it's so good. So melodramatic, it's great. Um, What else going on? <laughs> what else? I love Waterbirds! Oh, it's such a, I'm so glad we were able to cover that shit. A better title than Waterbirds. Mm. What am I covering? What are we going to do next for the podcast? I was still thinking about Titan AE. Just, oh, man, that's the thing. I went to go look up to see what the trailer for Titan AE was on iTunes. Yeah. And, man, you should fire that shit because they got this shitty... Whoever is in charge of the whole Don Bluth canon... Mm -hmm. uh, it needs to be fired because the artwork they submitted to iTunes for their movies is so fucking bad. It's this terrible airbrushed redrawn artwork of all the characters. So like the the, the, the cover art for uh, Titan AE is this is terrible airbrushed picture of the main dude from Titan AE going like, Brr! and like the, the cover art for the secret of Nim is like a badly traced uh, like uh, airbrushed picture of, of Mrs. Brisby just being like, ah, she looks like she's melting. And, uh, it looks... <laughs> there's absolutely no reason why any human on Earth would ever see the cover art for any of those movies and say, this is a movie I want to see, because it looks childish as hell. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, still thinking about Titan A. Man. I don't Man. know. <laughs> Jet, well, I'm trying to think of... <laughs> I know. I, there's other we, ideas. But we've both but, like, seen it, and we both don't care for it. I just want to make fun of the ending. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, you know what? That right, I could just pull... We could just... I could just make you watch... The, like on YouTube, we could just watch together. That hey, let's throw that Nintendo, right out. That yeah, unrendered Nintendo 64 planet. God damn that fuck that. Yeah, I think I may have I've blown my wad when it comes to old anime, old white anime. <laughs> cool Titan AE ending, and the the first thing is uh, yeah. listed as Titan AE planet Bob ending. <laughs> oh, I thought it said planet Blob. Oh, I forgot because the joke is that like. They create Earth 2, but then they're like, we can't call it Earth 2, let's call it Bob. Because I guess what? Joss Whedon worked on the screenplay, and that's like the most Joss Whedon joke possible. Oh my Bob. god. Bob. 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 So you're going to go to the movies at, at any time this year if you get the vaccine? Fuck no. Oh, okay. Well, you have a kid, you have responsibility. I didn't go to the movies before. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. I'm last going to be wrong. Maybe once you're, a you're, year to the movies. You're someone with a child who goes to the fucking movies. And not even, even before I had a child. Yeah. Well, I was thinking recently how it feels like no movies came out because no movies did come out this year. And yeah. it's funny to think that, like, we're still supposed to be getting, like, the new Ghostbusters and James Bond and all like, this shit this year at some point. But... Oh, I'm so excited to go to the movie theater and there's... <laughs> 
Every time I see a trailer that says, only in theaters, I say, <laughs> Yeah, good fucking luck with that. Sure, I, guys, sure. I love that even in November, there was like, there's a movie called Free Guy starring Deadpool Guy that was supposed to come out in December. And they put out like a new trailer for that, like at Halloween, saying, only in theaters coming this December, Free Guy. And not only did that not come out in theaters, that didn't come out at all, because they just put out that trailer, and then they just never put out the movie. They didn't even announce that, like, oh, we're just delaying it. So, yeah, what the fuck are you thinking? What the fuck was... I, yeah, I kind of have to... I kind of wonder if I'll ever step foot in a movie theater ever again at this point. Because, like, it's going to yeah. be at least a year before I would be... Like, even if I got the vaccine tomorrow... Mm -hmm. Which, that's not gonna happen. I'll be lucky if I get the vaccine by, like, fucking fall, but... I don't know. So, it just... I've just been thinking about the movie-going experience. It doesn't help that, like, the first big movie to come to streaming was Wonder Woman, and it was fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. So it has me kind of looking forward to, like, oh, maybe I'll see a good movie in theaters again someday, but maybe not. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, TV's again... You know, TV's again so big now that you don't even... Yeah. I mean, that's, like, I mean, people point out, like, even aside from the audiences being turning into mongoloids, shitting their <laughs> pants in the theaters, like, like, theater projection was getting worse and worse all the time. I saw Solo in the theater, and Solo's already kind of a dark, grimy movie, as it mm -hmm. is, but, like, in theater, the theater, I saw it, it was so dark and dim, you could barely see anything. At least watching it at home, I can see what's going on. I feel like if you'd had, if, unless the projectionist is kind of passionate about what they're doing, a lot of times it'll just be Garbo. Yeah. And that's totally happened. And like that, Solo was the first time, because I'm not usually a big stickler, unlike the, 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 the movie has to be this certain brightness and this kind of clarity. But that was the one of the few times where I was like, this movie just looks like fucking shit. And yeah, when I saw it at home, I was like, okay, it's still, the movie's still kind of dim and dark but at least i can see what's happening like i don't feel like i have to like turn up the brightness to you know, know. Yeah. yeah yeah no i didn't need to go to movie theaters before and i definitely don't need to go now that's not like there's anything coming out anytime soon that sounds no. interesting too so no it's like are am i ever gonna go back to an applebee's hey <laughs> It's, no. like, it's funny that you don't see anyone having that conversation about i may never go back to an applebee's ever again Oh, because no. there's hey, you drive past an Applebee's, you see cars in that parking lot, you're like, who is risking their lives to get a fucking Applebee's entree? Bloomin' onion. No, that's that's uh that's uh, uh Australian Outback is what you're thinking of there. Oh man. Oh Other man. Have it, have you ever been to an Outback Outback Steakhouse? Uh-huh. I never have been. There's so many terrible chain restaurants I've never been to and I like, I've never been to Red Lobster. Yeah. I, I feel their like Cheddar Bay biscuits are pretty good. That's what I hear, and I hear they're actually like. But you can they're... also get you can also get the mix mix to make that at home. So yeah, I saw that. Which you would imagine, like probably pretty good. Probably, probably. I had White Castle for the first time yesterday. I've had. I've only had the like microwavable oven or whatever. That's what I got because I've never. I don't even know if there's a White Castle in Portland. No. No, because I when I like when I was a kid, there was one White Castle in Pittsburgh, but they were clear on the other side of town. And by the time I ever got old enough that I could have like driven there or something like that, it was closed. But yeah, I got microwavable White Castle yesterday, and they're like little—they're not bad. They're just little steamed onion burgers. Yeah, but you could make your your own. Yeah, that's so that's, much easier. Yeah, wow. Your own version of that. Compared to microwaving, that is just one minute in the microwave, and that's it, and you're done. But 
Yeah, yeah. Red Lobster is one of those things where I think I, I would need to go to the restaurant. I want to go to a Chi-Chi's again. What that the was... fuck is a Chi-Chi's? <laughs> I never seen never heard of Chi-Chi's. When you were a kid, was there any particular restaurants your family would gravitate towards going, like... Not really. There were, um... Five children, so... Oh, no. So that's gonna be extra got picky. Expensive. Oh, I didn't even think about that, too. Yeah, my parents only had two kids, so... Wasn't it yeah. quite that bad, but oh. Yeah, God, even going to the movies. How did you ever end up at Disneyland? We didn't. Oh, God. The first time Why? I went to Disneyland was when I was 18. I went okay. to a, a summer ballet intensive in California. And then oh, really? It included a trip to Disneyland, and that was the first time I Aww. went. I did that for four years. I went each time, and then the next time I went after that was, uh, was uh, well into adulthood. There's got to be something to be said for going to a Disney park when you're first a kid, but, like, the idea mm -hmm. of your first time at a Disney park when, when you're, like, an adult and you can just hang out with friends and, like, go everything at your own speed, that sounds like Yeah, awesome. it's really cool. Um, did you see that thing where someone recreated a... was it Defunct Land? Mm-hmm. They recreated the 25,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride? Yeah. yeah I need I, to... I, I, I need yeah. to plug my my uh, Oculus into my computer and then check it out. Um, I should just pimp Defunctland anyway because they're a fantastic YouTube channel. They just do a lot of stuff about this old. They, I mean, the whole point of the show, just by its name, they talk about like old shuttered uh, amusement parks and stuff like that. But they do a lot of Disney park history and things like that, and they've done a lot of history videos about stuff that's not related to the theme parks at all. Like they had a fantastic like six part series about the life and times of Jim Henson. Mm -hmm. Um, Defunct Land is fantastic, but yeah, I don't know if they commissioned somebody to, like, create, like, a VR experience where you could ride, like, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, but, yeah, that seems probably pretty cool. And again, that, yeah, that got me on Twitter, going, like, hey, Disney, how are you fucking not just creating, because we've talked about this on the show. Somebody, you, hit you the, actually... somebody at Disney hit the panic alarm. Bill's telling us to do something <laughs> again. Get on it. Bill's Hurry the up. smartest man <laughs> in the world. We need to, yeah. Um, but we've talked about this before in the past. Like, well, yeah. you set the record straight because I was shitting on Connect Adventures, and you're mm -hmm. the one who had to come out like, no, you could actually walk around the park. I thought I misremembered the Disneyland Connect Adventures as you were on rails. I no. guess you're not because you played more of that than I did. Oh yeah, I almost got all the the achievements on both. Of course, because sixty version and the Xbox One version. You're a goddamn maniac. That's um, true. but yeah, how, man, they gotta be even before uh, COVID. They would be crazy not to be creating some kind of like just. And they, Disney doesn't understand video games. They they like. They, well, that's. They, they just don't. They that, don't understand the how it makes money. Business. They keep on like they had their own development studio. And they sh it feels like every five Disney years Infinity they Infinity was really cool. That was a fucking great game. Which one? Well, at least the third version. The, the one box? with the figures. Yeah. yeah. Those things were fucking great, and they were just like. Oh, we don't know. I what? guess we're done with it. Was we're that a thing where they were like, because we this wasn't an instant smash, they just... Because it felt like it lasted less than a year. Like, they didn't even give it there a chance to There were three versions of it. There was... Yeah. Some, uh, the, the first ones came out on, like, the 360, and then eventually they came out on, the, like, the next generation. Of yeah, whatnot, but that, it so, seems but... like every once in a while, Disney will suddenly realize, like, okay, okay, we need to start making video games in-house. We're going to do this. And because things don't work out immediately, they just decided to pull the plug, and that's when they just like lease things. Like, well, we'll, we'll just give, we'll just have EA make our Star Wars game and stuff like that. But yeah, that is it's just so weird how Disney, like video games, is the one media blind spot for Disney where they never seem to know what the hell they're, that is that they're doing. No. Um, I I was like sorting through some old old stuff in, in storage the other day, and I found my copy of 
what was it connect fantasia oh yeah that was a thing that was cool did. three people bought a copy of it because they didn't really i have a hat that somewhere that says fantasia on it from uh pax oh yeah Fuck. it's got the stars and shit yeah but was that was connect right I don't remember. It doesn't help that they, they kind of really got into video games with, like, Connect shit, too, which Connect was flash in the pan, so... But yeah, I don't yeah, understand... No, Disney doesn't know what to do. Like, they could... They they could do DLC, like, rides for a Disney VR park and, like, yeah. charge well, people five bucks for a ride or whatever, and they'd rake it in with that. It doesn't even necessarily have to be VR. Just create a version of the parts that, that you can explore on any device. Sure, you can make a VR version of that. So, but like, yeah, and, and like, yeah, that you add DLC so you can go back in time. You could you could ride Pirate Pirates of the Caribbean on the day it first opened. Go back and explore the park on opening day in 1955. You know, like it, it would give people uh, in the states a chance to go check out. Like, you know, I I know building rebuilding each park digitally would be a huge uh undertaking undertaking but now that the parks well, are... except they already kind of did that with disneyland adventures <laughs> yeah, i mean but, it's but, all but low res and it kind of looks crappy but especially now that the parks are closed now you can take advantage of the time you can go in there with like scanners and lidar equipment and scan everything like yeah. just even if you're not making a game out of it just go back to scan just just for archival purpose oh god yeah it just yeah it's, it's so weird on that on the digital fronts Disney mm -hmm. so behind, but like on, t on streaming and all these other things, they're so so Johnny on the spot. But yeah, yeah. Why don't they let us run it? We do a good job. <laughs> this, this is the, the cry of every goddamn Disney fan. Is like, <laughs> yeah, why aren't I in charge? Yeah. Uh, did you care about the Mandalorian at all? Did you watch that? I uh, know. No. I know about it. I watched like I've heard through the twitters and everything about what happened on it but you yeah know, the last know. episode luke skywalker shows up squats on yoda inserts him into his ass and then mm -hmm. he waddles, waddles away from everyone else at <laughs> the end of that last episode people were really hype about that scene yeah he does he just chop up a bunch of terminators so everyone's yeah. like you know it's 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 the luke skywalker of everyone's dreams when they were kind of like oh, you luke skywalker doing cool stuff oh it is kind of funny because yeah uh, his face is covered by a cloak, so they didn't have to CGI his face in every shot. Hey, but yeah, going when he, back, <laughs> but, but going going back on like Marvel de aged like Douglas and whatever Michael Douglas. Kirk, that, does does that still look? Does that still look okay? Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they just have Mark Hamill come in and de age him? Why'd they have to do like the body double thing like they did with Carrie Fisher? Uh, it's a good question. I well, they credit as Mark Hamill as having played Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm sure it's a body double, mm -hmm. like I'm sure they came in and did the voice and like de-aged his voice. I people have been more like, why don't they just use deep fakes? Because it's funny because every time Disney tries to do de-aging stuff, they always fuck it up. But then five minutes later, someone uses a deep fake thing on but 4chan they... and they end up doing a better job. But that's also low resolution. That's shit. I mean that's that's the defense everyone else has. It's not quite the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But. I, what, they just hire new actors. That's the one cool thing. They came out with a fucking uh, sequel to fucking uh, The Shining called Doctor Sleep a couple years mm. ago. And instead of like doing de-aging things, they just recast all the, the characters with like really good actors who just look like the characters. But mm. like, that's what everyone did for a million years. And like, just let the, let the audience can use their imagination. Just because 
They're just... They're dumb. But, like, Matt, you could have found They should have just used a, a cartoon version of him. Just have be, like, Roger Rabbit up in there. What was I talking about yesterday about... Oh, they were talking about editing Trump out of uh, out of Home Alone 2. And I was joking, like, no, you just create a cartoon caricature of Trump. So he's like the... You've never seen The Last Action Hero, huh? I have. You, you, you act like I've never seen it every time it comes up. <laughs> but you every have? Every time. Yes. Oh, okay. I was going to say, he'll be like the cartoon cat detective. Yeah. Voiced by Dana DeVito. In the, oh, okay, that's right, because uh, I was... Yeah. You rant about last action here on how much you love it while I go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Because it's that here's, time again. Here's my paper and essay by Billy Mudrin, age 45, by how much I love last action hero. That was a good movie. I mean, I love that it came, like, right at the end of, like, the, the prom. Is, has there ever been a movie that was, that was such a perfect summation of a film genre right at the moment that film genre kind of died because like that whole it's not like there weren't action movies after last action hero but like that very kind of like 80s super pumped action movie definitely went the kind of the way of the dodo after the early 90s um it kind of got morphed into the, all the michael bay bullshit but yeah kind of like the 80s action movies with guitars Last Action uh -huh. Hero was a good summation of all that. That's what I'm saying. Well, it was great because Last Action Hero was made by the same guy who did Die Hard. And so it is kind of like a pumped up version of his own shit. He's kind of doing a parody of himself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, anyway, honky lips. Yeah. Well, uh, we've sure filled a lot of time. I think we <laughs> talked about the actual thing this was about for maybe 18 minutes. And then the rest was just Garbo. Have you seen one huh? last thing before we sign off? Have you seen that they make giant cereal now for snacking? Yeah, John's got a bunch of uh, Fruit Loops downstairs. Oh, really? <laughs> you should. Why didn't you tell me about that? That sounds so awesome and stupid, but at the same time, <laughs> is it just the Fruit Loops but bigger? Like they didn't change yeah. anything? Yeah. He's wow. also got a bag full of marshmallow Lucky Charms that are just marshmallows in the shape of the Lucky Charms. Oh, really? Uh huh. Oh no! Don't tell me about that. Okay. It's just marshmallows. Oh, I'm trying to eat it's a little. It's not like Lucky Charms marshmallows blown up. It's just marshmallows in the shape of the Lucky Charms stuff. Like in in, sh in the shape of the cat food parts? No, the other parts. Oh, really? Okay. The marshmallow the only, parts. The, I was about to say the only parts, so it's just giant marshmallow bits. Yeah. Hmm. Well, not Those marshmallow bits. They're just, giant mar they're just marshmallows in the shape. So it's not like the same texture and whatnot that the weird little little That's marshmallows are. That's what I'm saying. The dehydrated marshmallow. Yeah, because yeah, those are. Yeah, the, the fact that like I don't think they're even legally allowed to call them marshmallows. I think they have to be marbits because like mm. they've been so dehydrated and twisted out of shape, they're not even technically the same food anymore. But um, did you know that oranges are in season in January? Fuck! What are we doing here? <laughs> we gotta get to Florida. Oh, fuck! <laughs> no. I always assumed that oranges were in season in the summer because that's the summertime. It's the most sunshiny part. I was looking up because I got a, a Walmart grocery delivery order the other day. And I was like, okay, I just in the mood for fresh fruit. What's in season in January? And I was like, citrus fruit? That sounds... What? And so I got some navel oranges. And I got one of the oranges I got yesterday was one of the best oranges I had in my fucking life. And like, okay, this explains why all the oranges I've had in summer have been so terrible. So now I just have to remind myself if I won't get citrus fruit, I have to wait until like Christmas. So, just throw that out there. 
What am I doing uh, next? I have no idea. Yay, okay. <laughs> Unless you have any suggestions. I do, but I can't remember. Anything right but now. Titan A at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much anything but Don Blue. God damn. Oh, I forgot, though. If people have recommendations. <sighs> anyway, I feel so like he's... I've had recommendations, what? but I forgot to write them down. Oh, no. You know what? No one's going to listen to this, because they're just going to see the title, and like, I don't want to listen to Bill. The funny thing is, people knew this episode was mostly us just shit-talking. Like, they'd probably listen to it, but they're just going to think it's documentary, so they're like, I don't want to listen to Bill and Daniel talk about water birds. Oh, we, we're going to have to make clear that this is not going to be about fucking water <laughs> birds. But whoever stuck shit. around to listen to this episode and also to the end of this episode, thank you very much. We love you very much. Mm-hmm. He's Mudder on Twitter, on the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter, Tari Podcast on Twitter, TariPodcast.com. Give me a follow if you want to see what Richard Simmons is up to. Oh, man, have you been? You need to post more of that shit. I try not to do, like, a lot of it. I try to space it's it out. It's been pretty cute, though. You don't want to waste all your Richard Simmons. How did you get to your Richard Simmons? Kelsey got that for you, right? No, I, I, I got it for her, and she's like, I'm going to find this all over the fucking house, aren't I? Because this is a little Sim Richard Simmons action figure. I'm kicking and myself I was like, I didn't, about I that. just got this for a silly present, but you know what? That's yeah. a really good idea. Where'd so you get Richard Simmons from? Uh, Amazon. Okay, yeah. Oh, really? He's, okay. a, he's a NECA. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. I've been posing him in stupid places, so... I have a bunch of photos still on my phone that I'm saving to upload, so... You could be that. You, you could be the Richard Simmons action figure guy. That could be your whole uh, internet yeah, identity. Yeah, I can do that! So much so that I was looking at other NECA action figures being like, hmm... Would he interact with with it? The, the, it the, is! Not the, not the new one, but the yeah. old one? It is. NECA's weird because it's all 7-inch scale. Which is mm -hmm. just slightly larger, because the most popular video uh, action figure scale these days is 6-inch. Which, it still work with most of those figures, but it's always going to be a little bit off. But yeah, NECA hey, figures are always in scale with others NECA figures. Speaking of IT, did you see the trailer I sent you of the kids in IT? <laughs> oh no, wait, did you- wait, did, mm, no. Michael Caine needs a new house, apparently. Wait, who needs a new house? Ma Michael Caine. Oh, four kids in IT. Oh, four kids in IT. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch that. Is this a Netflix <laughs> yeah. movie? Uh, ne maybe Netflix, Amazon. The movie. So, just to be clear, because I was confused for a moment, the movie is called Four Kids and It. Yes! So, it's kind of like an E.T. thing where they discover an alien voiced by Michael Caine? Yeah! What? And it looks real. Oh, no. <laughs> bad. I just turned on the sound, and oh. it's the Michael Caine alien burping, and then someone's got lasers for eyes? Russell also, Brand is there too. The little kids get superpowers. I don't know. <laughs> There's also a helicopter with a pink fluffy interior. Oh man, this looks terrible. Uh huh. This looks like this looks like to Michael Caine what Sir Billy uh, was to uh, Sean Connery. Mm. What the fuck is this? Well, it's like he said. You know, when people asked him why, if he had seen. Uh, Jaws four or whatever, and he said no, but uh, yeah. it's in the house it built, and I think he needed another house. <laughs> this feels like a best of the worst movie that someone found and just decided <laughs> to put in theaters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So go check out the trailer for Four Kids and a It. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought you were talking enjoy. about It, the Pennywise, the Clown, but not the. Yeah. Okay. Well, what? I was for the action figure with Richard Simmons, because. Yeah. Do you want him to go be hang out with Tim Curry? It. 
Yeah, they, I'm not they, sure, man. They that must seems... have sold a million dolls of the new Pennywise it because they keep on coming out with new NECA Pennywise mm. figures of of. Okay, we'll be uh, coming back at you next week, I guess. Yeah, we'll figure out something. I don't we'll know. And then after that, it's Alice in Wonderland, so get ready for that. Oh, man, I have to keep have that you in seen mind. It? Because Alice in Wonderland's kind of a... Have you seen it? I, you know what, the most of the Because seen... every time every time we watch a Disney film now, it, see, it always starts with you saying, you know, I don't think I've ever actually seen this. Um, I saw a big chunk of it once when I went mm. to go visit a friend who was going to what's the animation school in canada um the fuck it's in toronto oh fuck they had to watch it for class and because i was visiting i had to watch it too and i kept oh, on no. laughing and talking about how animated people will draw this shit are fucking stupid and i got kicked out and i was like <laughs> do, you, do you make a living draw drawing a fucking cat smiling what the fuck is this shit? Mm. <laughs> Takes a lot of laser brains to make this garbage, huh? I would say that, and I would elbow the guy next to me, and he's like, "I'm the son of Glenn Keen." I'd be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Oh um, yeah, <laughs> Sheridan. That's the name of the school. Oh, um, phew! I was on pins and needles. <laughs> that's why I met Steve Wolfhart, who was a big part of uh, Adventure Time. So yeah, shut up, Bill. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, so yeah, I watched part of. Alice in Wonder. I only know about Alice in Wonderland is, oh, there's the quote from Walt Disney himself who said, who after years later, after Alice in Wonderland came out, he said that was the one movie he regretted because they never cracked the story because Alice in Wonderland is just two hours of a girl inside a inside a nut house. There's no story. Yeah. It's just random crazy shit happening for two hours, and they never found a way to like make the story about anything but that. So I'm not necessarily looking forward, but I'm sure that's beautiful. Oh, you know what it is. It's the mm. fucking grotesque character design for the fucking Queen of Hearts. Where she she's always yelling at everyone, she's got that spiky hair. I don't like that character, so that's I think that's the reason why I've never sat down to like watch it by myself. Oh, okay. She mean. She looks ugly. She Well, she's supposed to. Yeah, so but we'll be talking about that two weeks from now, then I have to figure out what yeah. we're talking about next week though, so. Yeah. It won't be it won't be once upon a time in the West. No. Oof a do. Slow Oof-a-do. movie. Well, no count. All right. Well, um, yeah. Thank you, Waterbirds and Hell's Half Acre. Hell's Half Acre. Hell's Half Acre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. So long. Yeah. Pop Whatever. Nah. Murder, suicide, gunshot, fade to black. Yeah. Kaboosh. Okay. <laughs>